Acts chapter 4, verse 13, we're reading here about how Peter and John had boldness, according to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the leaders here, and there was a perception on the part of the leadership. They perceived that these men had been with Jesus. That's a wonderful little phrase. Something's happened to these men. They've been with Jesus. That's what it is. And in fact, it says here that they marveled. It was so astonishing to them. It was so different. It wasn't just the same old Peter and John. They were astonished. They were shocked. Something had happened to these men. And what we were praying about this past week of the gloves coming off of preaching. Uh, this is the passage that I was thinking about. And so if I had to title this little meditation, it would be simply Preaching Without Gloves. Preaching Without Gloves. And what does that look like? What does that even mean? How do we get there? Preaching Without Gloves. Well, let's just rehearse a little bit. What is it not? So when we say preaching without gloves, when we see here the boldness of Peter and John, what is it not? Boldness is not brashness. Okay? Sometimes we can equate this boldness that we want with this bombastic personality and just sort of a brashness. It's not being rude. It's not being crude. I think that you you and I have seen enough examples of uh, these kind of shock jock preacher personalities out there that just say the most outlandish things from the pulpit in order to get a reaction and they make the news and everyone's talking about it. We're not talking about that. That's not boldness. That's just plain old carnality, in my opinion. It's not pushing the limits of decency and propriety. We're not talking about any of that. That's not what boldness is. And I think sometimes in our generation, we can equate boldness with some of these ideas. Because we'll do anything to get the eyeballs. We'll do anything to get the reaction. We'll do anything to get attention. That is not what we have here. So what is boldness? Well, boldness here is talking about authority. All of a sudden, these men were preaching and teaching in such a way where they had authority. It wasn't just them speaking, them giving their ideas, them giving their carefully crafted homilies. All of a sudden, these men, who previously, they were disciples of Jesus, but they were timid and they were fearful, but all of a sudden, these men had a boldness and they had an authority. They had a sense of, thus saith the Lord. The Lord is speaking here. Not Peter, not John. It's not our words. It's not our opinions. 
It's thus saith the Lord. It's like an old time prophet coming on the scene and saying, thus saith the Lord. He's coming in the Lord's name and he's coming with all of the Lord's authority and the people knew it. See, that's the difference. You can come up there, you can take on the office in the name of a preacher or a pastor and say, you need to listen to me. And, you know, that could, I suppose, go so far. But there's a whole different thing when the people just know, thus saith the Lord, this man is coming in the authority of God himself. God is speaking. That's the boldness that we're talking about when we say preaching without gloves. It's power. It's authority. It's strength. It's life. It's reality. In my mind, there's nothing worse than having a a sermon that's just a perfect sermon, if I can put it that way. It's just this perfect thing. Even this meditation that I was I was praying about this morning, it could you could you could fall into that ditch where you're just trying to find the the perfect way to uh, alliterate or to outline and and it's this nice little neat perfect sermon. You take a passage and isn't that clever? We're able to split it up into our three points. It's just so perfect. Uh, but it really has no power. We might feel pretty good about ourselves that we did a pretty good job and isn't this nice and Surely the people should enjoy this. But there's no power. And I'm not against, by the way, properly organized sermons. But what we need is this authority. We need this boldness. We need this power. So, how do we get to this place of preaching without gloves? Well, Acts 4, verse 13 at the end, gives us, I think, the key. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. I want us to get that. They had been with Jesus. This is the key. So, if there are preachers out there, obviously there are some here, but if there are out there hearing this later on, out in Sermon Audio Land or wherever else, my encouragement would be this key. We want to have preaching without gloves. We want to have this boldness of Peter and John that we read about here in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. What's the key? Being with Jesus. That is the key. And if I can extrapolate a little bit, that is synonymous with being filled with the Holy Ghost. And how is this all happening? Well, Acts chapter 4 follows Acts chapter 3, where you have Peter and John making their way to the temple for their prayer meeting. And you have it following Acts chapter 2, where you have the, the disciples gathering together and waiting on God in prayer. In fact, it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they continued steadfastly 
in the Apostles' Doctrine, Fellowship, Breaking of Bread, and of course, in Prayers. They continued steadfastly. There was this extended season of prayer. And I would say that it was not only extended in its time, you know, they met together to pray continuously, but it was a united extended period of prayer. They met together. They were all there in the upper room. Remember, it follows Acts 1, Acts 2, Acts 3, and then you have Acts 4. There's a sequence of events here. And so you could say, we could say, it was united, extraordinary prayer. Surprise. United, extraordinary prayer. And so when you have a group of believers, disciples, us, saints, pastors, leadership, and they meet together in these extended, extraordinary periods of united prayer, you have what follows in Acts chapter 4, which is boldness. There's a sequence. If you don't have those periods of prayer, you're not going to have preaching without gloves. I believe that preaching without gloves, the boldness that you have in your witness and your proclamation of Christ comes as an answer to prayer. And so I believe perhaps the first thing that we pray for is we pray that the Lord will give to us a spirit, a real spirit of grace and supplication, a spirit of wanting to seek the Lord in greater earnestness for this, for boldness. I just want to finish with a little story because time is already gone. It's a story that I've heard growing up about Dr. Paisley. And it's, it's famous in our circles in the Free Presbyterian Church, but it's called the 48-hour prayer meeting where they met on a Friday night. Dr. Paisley did, along with, I think, three other men for their normal Friday evening late-night prayer meeting. But this one particular time, it was extraordinary. They met Friday night, and it went, such was the spirit of prayer, into Saturday morning, and such was the spirit of prayer, it went into Saturday night, and it concluded Sunday morning, just in time for church. And I'm told, as the story goes, is that when Dr. Paisley emerged from that prayer closet with those men on Sunday morning, he was a different man. He was changed. That seemed to be the turning point in his ministry. You know, you, you think of Dr. Paisley and he lived, you, you would imagine that he lived his entire life in a, in a state of revival. It's not true. Before that time, it was, it was a hard go. There was real just plowing concrete. Apparently, it was just normal ministry, just doing the normal ministry. But after that point, when they had finally broken the sound barrier, if I can say it that way, they had broken through the ceiling, he was a changed man. He was completely on a different level. And he exploded out of that prayer closet and into the pulpit and... 
the rest of this is history. But it was an extended period of prayer that changed the man. He met with Jesus there. He met with the Lord. You meet with the Lord in prayer. And after that, people perceive, they will know something has happened to this man. Uh, Jemima had prayed the other day that God would set the preachers on fire. That's what we're praying for. That's essentially what we're praying for. That they would have such an encounter with Jesus Christ, God himself, in the place of prayer, that they would be on fire. They would be men burning in the pulpit. And that's what we need. We need preaching without gloves. And we should pray to that end, that the Lord will give us men that meet with Jesus in the secret place and that will preach with fire in the pulpit. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's pray for that. Can you imagine a world where pulpits are just ablaze? A world where churches here and there the fire of God has entered into their hearts, it would change the world immediately. Yes, let's pray to that end.